1: Brizlick <laughs> lost it. Pass across for Pellet. He scores on the feed from Tyler Johnson. The Lightning strike first. Spinning out of the corner, out to
0: A shot turned aside by Tkarevski, and now they score. The shot by Hempin deflected in front. Two nothing. Lightning. Oh, welcome, man. we've got a special. Double combined edition here of Espo's Take and the Bruins Beat. And I ran into uh the man himself last night up on level nine at T D Garden. It was good to see you. Mr. Phil Esposito's joining us now. Phil, how you been?
1: I've been okay, Murph. Everything's
0: everything's okay. Man, I tell you what, I'm surprised that it's so hot up here. I you know what, Espo, and I think it might have been you or somebody else from Tampa last night was telling me that it was actually hotter here than it was for games one and two in Tampa. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. It's warmer
1: here right now than it was in Tampa uh, last weekend.
0: And, um, but, I mean, this is the first time you've had some heat, isn't it? Yeah. We, you know what, Espo, what's happening here in the Boston area, in New England, it's like we don't have a spring and a fall anymore. It just goes from summer to winter, winter to summer. And here like, I mean, it was snowing here two and a half weeks ago, and now it's ninety degrees and humid, and so yeah, it's uh, it's different. You're lucky. I might I might follow you down the to Florida sometime soon, man, because I I'm just tired of the weather here.
1: <laughs> at least you got I a constant.
0: You, you got, at least you got a constant temperature. You know, you kind of know what it's going to be like. So. Um,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Speaking of the weather, though, Espo, I know that Brad Marchand after Game One, and we're going I want to get into him later, but. Um, he was saying the ice was brutal down in Tampa. Is that how the Tampa players are feeling as well? What did he say? He said that he thought the ice was brutal in Tampa for game one.
1: Well, I don't know. He You should know. Yeah. The puck was bouncing pretty good last night, too. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. At the TD Garden. So, hey, look. I remember in 2004 when we played Calgary for the finals. Uh uh-huh. And all the Calgary players and people said that the ice was better in Tampa than it was in, in Calgary. Wow. I don't know. I'm not skating on it. Uh, that's all I can tell you is it doesn't matter where because of the, for example, tomorrow night at the TD Garden, uh, you have uh, a concert that was there last night, and you have two graduation parties, two. Today or tomorrow. Yep. And then you've got to be ready for a 7 o'clock game. Ah. Uh, so how good do you think the ice is going to exactly. be? Exactly.
0: You know, and I'll tell you, this is, when we're talking, I want to make it clear to our listeners too, and I know some of them are on the Bull Game, by no means are we taking a shot at the Bull Game because they're one of the best in the business. They do a great job. Oh, but I mean, of course not. They're only human. The bull
1: Game, absolutely not.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Excuse yep. me. No, they were my favorite guys in that place when I was
0: there. Oh, yeah? Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a bunch of characters, man. I love talking to them. Uh, a lot of times, I suppose, before games, I'll just be sitting there with them, and they tell telling me stories of yesteryear, you know. And I got to ask you, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about ice and weather, and obviously there was no air conditioning in the old Boston Garden. What was it like playing in that place, you know, later in the season? I know that the playoffs didn't go as long then, so you weren't playing, like, deep into June, but... You know when it got hot, what was it like? I,
1: re- I remember, I remember, I remember a game as a player where we had to skate around the ice to get the fog down. Um, uh-huh. I also broadcasted the game that uh, Bruins and and uh, Edmonton played, where Peter Klima scored in uh, what second, uh, and third overtime. Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, I mean he never played a shift. Uh. I was broadcasting then, and I'm going to tell you,
0: it was hot. <laughs> it was brutal, wasn't it? So, yeah, I was at that game. Yeah. And that yeah. went, what, triple overtime, remember? Yeah, that was. Uh... Yeah, it was triple overtime, and I don't think Klima had played one shift. Nope, nope. And Glenn Wesley missed an open net in a second overtime. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah I remember hearing stories, Espo. Yeah. They... I... Go ahead. You go. What's that? No, you go. I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? I said, well, it's completely different now, that's for sure. Yeah. And,
1: um, you know, so you just got to do what you got to do. And, uh, I, I don't blame them for complaining about the ice, no matter where you are. It doesn't matter. Every building's the same. Exactly. It's a cookie cut, cutter thing. Yep. And you have so many events in a building that it's hard, the ice.
0: Beautiful. hmm I'd agree with you. You know, I remember hearing stories, Esbo, that Red Arbach used to put heaters in the uh, in the Lakers' dressing room when they used to have those epic battles in the NBA Finals with the Lakers for the Celtics. Did, did Harry Sinan ever play any tricks like that back in the day?
1: Not that I've ever heard. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know that Toronto did. Toronto did they would make? Make the ice heavier if you're a good skating team. They did that. I think Montreal did some shenanigans too. But um I don't ever remember um Harry or the Bruins doing any shenanigans, but I'm not saying it didn't happen.
0: (laughs) Well let's uh let's get back to the morning day here and talk about this series we've got going here, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Boston Bruins, and then of course the Lightning with a I don't know any other word to describe, but a dominating win in my eyes. I thought that game could have easily been seven to one. I thought they played really well, put on a clinic to take a two-one series lead with a four-one win. Espo, what was your, what has been your take on the first three games, and and I guess the way Tampa has kind of progressed as each game goes on, because I feel like they've gotten better each game.
1: Yeah, um, the first game, I, they weren't even in the game. I thought, uh, but uh, they were in the first five to seven minutes of that game, and then they got a penalty, and that did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the success for the Lightning has to stay the, be stay out, of the ba- out of the penalty box. out of the penalty box. Uh-huh. And they do that five on five. It looks like the Bruins can't keep up with them with their speed, and I'm not talking about um, the Martian. Bergeron-Pasternak line because that line would play in any air, any place, and be good. Yeah. So, you're right. Um, uh, I think the secondary speed, and you think about this, the Lightning have won two games without the Stamkos- Kucherov-Miller line showing up.
0: And, yeah. And that, you know, Stamkos got an empty netter. In Game Four, uh, Game Three, so he might be uh, opening the floodgates. Headman with the puck for JT
1: Miller. The Boston net is empty. Stamkos scores into the empty net. Four-one, Tampa Bay. Um, look, uh, I don't think that he's he's playing very well. He doesn't seem right. I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. He just doesn't. And um, Kucherov doesn't either, for that matter. But the thing about these kind of players is all of a sudden they'll turn it on. And yeah. you don't know why they turned it on. And it, and then you're right. It could open floodgates. And then you go from there. But um, I don't think this series is over by any stretch of the imagination. a seven-game series. And I said it before. I think they're both so evenly matched. That is it's the one that gets the lucky breaks that are going to um, win the game. Even though the Lightning didn't score in a power play, well, they scored the empty netter on a power play, but uh, they didn't really technically score in a power play. Getting uh, The Bruins getting four or five penalties um, throws their whole thing off a little bit. Yeah. So it benefits the Lightning. Yeah. Uh, you've got to stay in the penalty box. I think the Bruins are trying to intimidate the Lightning a little bit too much. It's not going to work. Um, Not nowadays. It might have worked years ago. And they should stay away from all those stupid scrums and pushing and shoving after whistles. The Lightning looked to me last night. That's exactly what they were doing. They were skating away from all the bullshit. Yeah. And... uh, I think it served them
0: very well. Speaking of bullshit. And it was a disservice. And it was a disservice to the Browns. I completely agree. And I think the leader of the pack, when it comes to bullshit in this series thus far, has been Brad Marsh and Espo. I don't know if that's the take you've got. But look, you, you, you know how this guy, over the last couple of years, has emerged into a, a goal-scoring superstar and shown that he can be an elite player. But he always has these sort of setbacks where he, he just loses it mentally and, and seems distracted. And he's the guy that's leading all these scrums. And, of course, he gets ejected at the end of the game last night. He's whining about the refs on and off the ice constantly. And it seems to me, I don't know if it's the Lightning or it's a combination of just him lacking discipline, but they're distracting him right now, and he's distracted. And that's great news for the for the Lightning because the Bruins need him.
1: Well, I couldn't agree more. I think – Brad Marchand is a fabulous hockey player, kind of a guy you want on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other team hates his guts. Uh, I played with guys like that, and I played against guys like that. And that's just the way it is. There's a type of guy that, boy, you like him on your team, but there's such a pain in the ass on the other side. Yeah. And, um, but it's not only that. It's Chara. Here's a guy, six foot eight. the whistle blows. There's no need to cross check a guy and push him out of the way. And then Kevin Miller's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the lightning, if you notice, didn't do that much last night. No. They didn't. They stayed away from that.
0: Yeah. I'm with you.
1: Whether that's by design or not, I can't say. But it was a smart thing to do.
0: What's up, guys? Jimmy Murphy here, host of Bruins Beat, Espo's Take and Murphy's Hockey Law and C L M S media and uh you know, look. The other day
1: I'm hanging out having
0: brunch with my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter. and uh, she tell me how much she loves my hair. You know, and she says, oh, you're lucky. You know, you have hair still. I know the older guys, this is a seven-year-old daughter you're talking to, crazy. But she's like, oh, the guy, older guys will lose their hair, but you haven't lost your hair, daddy. And I said, yeah, I'm lucky. And then she starts brushing through it and she's like, wait a minute, you've got a huge bald spot in the back, daddy. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're just pushing the hair over there. You're just pushing that over to cover that up. And I said, oh, well, she's going to catch it. Anyone's going to catch it, right? That's a little seven-year-old. But then again, she's a smart little seven-year-old. But look, that hair that I push over there, it's not always going to stay in place and be where I need it to be, right? And that bald spot is going to show up. And unfortunately, I didn't know uh, about hints. Before this started, I don't even know when it started. But look, I mean, the facts are, guys, 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. And like we're saying, the thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than replace the hair you've lost. Yep, that's a pretty simple fact that we tend to forget. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots like me yet? How are you going to feel a year from now? Is business as usual up there? No. That's not gonna happen. The bald spots are gonna show if they haven't already and you just don't notice. They're gonna be there. The hairline's gonna recede, all right? Why do we always just wait? And why do we try to cheap out uh, and, and cut corners? And, or why do we pay expensive prices because it looks glamorous online? We see a great ad or we see, you know, our, our favorite athlete did it as well. Our favorite male movie star did it. Guys, enough of this crap, all right? Stop turning to weird solutions. You want to go to fourhims.com, a one-stop shop hair for hair, lo- a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. That's right, one-stop shop, hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. All right, thanks to science, baldness can be optional, and Hims connects you with the real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat that hair loss. So, guys, order now. Right now, I'm telling you, because my listeners, okay, you listen to the Bruins beat, you're going to get a trial month of hymns for just $5 right now, today, right now. If you go there right now to 4hims.com, while supplies last, you'll get a trial month of hymns for just $5. See the website for all the details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 beat, all right? Forhims.com slash beat. That's forhymns.com slash beat and stop the hair loss before it begins or get that hair back. It's Jimmy Murphy on the Bruins Beat. Well, I gotta ask, and this is just me purely speculating, and you can tell me if I'm crazy thinking this, but on Thursday, Marshand didn't practice. And I I don't recall him I mean, we know that all guys are nursing injuries at this time of year, but I don't recall seeing any play where he might have gotten hurt. I'm wondering if based on – not as a punishment, but maybe – I just wonder if maybe Bruce Cassidy said, hey, you know what, buddy? You're, you're a little distracted right now. You're not on it. You're not with it. Take a day away from the rink, calm down, decompress, and come back on Friday. Do you think a coach would ever do that to, to one of his star players or am I just crazy? I
1: suppose they can do it. Um It's sometimes the rest is better than change, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it is. And uh, uh, look, there's one thing I do know. Patrice Bergeron is the best all around player in hockey.
0: And what a class act too, huh?
1: I really, really respect Patrice. And I think he's a fabulous guy and a player. Did not connect with Nash. Now it's Pastanop. Out for Cruz. side. Marshad is shot. Saved by Vasilevsky. And now they score. It's Bergeron. On oh, the power play. Cutting the lightning lead to one. Um, but Brad Marshad plays on an edge. He sometimes reminds me of Johnny McKenzie.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He, I think he has a little bit more talent than John had. And but it's that little things that you do and you think, I saw him put his stick in Colorn's face at a face out I saw him tap Stamkos on the helmet last night uh-huh. Stamkos turned around I don't know whether he laughed or not I mean, I don't think he meant it I mean, he he meant it but he didn't mean it to hurt you know what I mean? Yeah um, and when he slashed Strawman across the wrist, there wasn't any doubt that he did that. There were some other penalties that he's gotten that I never agreed with that I thought the referees gave him because he, they're trying to stop him from causing more trouble, and that's the problem. If he gets into that mode with referees, hey, look, I had my problems with referees. I still do. Um, but you've got to play the game the right way and right now they think this is the right way I'm not talking about just I'm talking about all the players yeah so much cross-checking going on because these guys have these shoulder pads with padding and all this other stuff and so they keep cross-checking each other and uh, I just don't get it. I don't. And what about the head? Maybe hunting? It's because the league. No, you know what, Murph? I'll tell you what it is. I think it's because the league has taken away the ability to interfere a little bit, to uh, get in the way of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's
0: no other way. So you have the scrums and all that other garbage. Yeah. And, I mean, what about all the headhunting we see right now? I mean, look at this Tom Wilson. Mm. You know? It's, well, the, look, I'm going to tell you, it's,
1: Tom Wilson would have been a great player in our day.
0: Right. Because he
1: could score, he could skate, he shoots, he's big, and he body checks. But with the equipment he's got now, thank you. those thank shoulder pads touch you guy. you in the jaw,
0: you're gone. Yep. Thank you so much, man. I, 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 I keep saying
1: it. Yeah, I yeah. keep saying it, but nobody listens.
0: Yeah, no, you know, and I know you, you and uh, you and grapes don't agree on much, but Don Cherry has said that for about five years going now, and it's it's one of the few things I agree. Yes, with I know you. Yeah, you know, I totally and, agree with. I totally agree with Don on that one. Totally. Yep, yeah, I hear you, and I think another thing too. You know, you were referencing a bit earlier there. You know, you said they they've taken away the the ability to interfere a bit. Obviously, the instigator penalty came in. Look, Espo. I don't think that – and I think you and I have had this conversation before, but it applies right now. If they weren't so hard on fighting and, and putting the instigator penalty in, well, you know what happens? When Tom Wilson did what he did in game, uh, game three – or game two, rather, uh, when, he, when he took a headshot at somebody, he wouldn't have made it to game three without having to answer the bell. And, and I don't think he does what he does in game four. Or the league, if the league's going to take away fighting, then maybe they should have suspended Wilson after game two. If you want to know the truth, well,
1: Murph, I got to tell you, I thought Tom Wilson has done worse than that hit on that guy. Oh, I agree. Smith is Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because he saw him coming, and he put his head down. He saw Wilson, and he put his head down. I thought there were some other ones that should have been. Uh, suspension and bowl. Not, not that one.
0: Isn't that strange? Yeah. You know, you're right. I think what it was, right, is they, they realized they made a mistake the game before and didn't get them for that. And they're like, oh, well. No, no. You know what it was?
1: Because the kid got a broken jaw and a concussion. Yeah. And That's what it was. And why do you have to wait until the player gets hurt? Bingo. Why is it based if on the result?
0: the intent
1: should be the reason.
0: Yeah. Not the actual thing. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I'd i have to agree with you, Espo. I mean, I, I think that that's been a huge problem with Department of Player Safety is, okay, um, he didn't get hurt, so we'll let it go. No, you got, like you just said, it's the it's the intent and the act that needs to be punished. Uh, and, and, yeah. prevent, and that way you prevent it from happening again. Espo, I want to interrupt us on this conversation. I'm just seeing some sad news coming over the wire here. I don't know if you've heard yet, but um, the legendary architect of the Islanders dynasty, Bill Torrey, has passed away. What? Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding me. No, it's just breaking right now. The NHL just released a uh, a statement, and um, yeah, he passed away last night. In his sleep, I think, is what it's saying here. In his sleep? Let me see right here. I'm opening up the story. But anyhow, I mean, this was a, a huge figure in hockey uh, in the 1980s, right? Dead at 83, Bill Torrey, Islanders' first GM and architect at the 80s Stanley Cup dynasty. Um, wow. They're just saying uh, – he must
1: have a heart attack in his sleep.
0: Yeah, there's not one report said it, but another one right now doesn't say the reason. So I want, we don't want to report anything that's false here. But all we know is uh, unfortunately it is true that Bill Torrey has passed away. Have you? Uh, I'm sure over the years you guys have crossed paths.
1: I just saw him. I,
0: of course, we crossed paths. Wow. Uh, I mean, I just saw
1: him before the end of the season when. Florida came over and played us huh. I, mean, I i am I'm, I'm in
0: uh I'm in shock to tell you the truth well I'm sorry then for your loss yeah i mean this is this is horrible news you know yeah. i i remember espo i mean you played against those islanders teams uh they were just a sort of different from some of the things we had seen at that time right i mean until they brought some new elements to the game. Would you not agree?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I think he um, he did a great job in building the Havaners. A great job. And, you know, good for him.
0: Anyway, let's get on to something else. Yeah, let's move on. And rest in peace to Bill Torrey. All right, so let's get back to this series right now. One of the things here, as, I think I've discussed it with you before, though, um, is when anything seems to go wrong with the Bruins around here, the fans and a, and a large portion of the media immediately, whether the stats prove them wrong or otherwise, immediately and always blame Tuka Rask. And we're hearing it again today. Yeah, uh, they're saying today. Espo, the first thing I heard when I woke up this morning, I turned on a morning sports show was college calling in saying, trade Rast, this guy sucks. He lost that game last night. Are they watching the same game? Wow. I think he's the only reason How they're well, in the series.
1: Listen, this is Boston. And this is – and then if you're in New York, it's New York. These people have been around for a lot of years. And they just
0: – they
1: they'll get a, a hard-on for somebody, and that's it. Yeah, And uh, I just, I don't think it's the right thing. I think Tuka has been absolutely fabulous, actually. There wasn't a goal that I could remember last night that he could have stopped. And how about the breakaway? He stopped on Kucherov. And how about uh, the other one where it hits the heel of his stick when Pilat was right there and put it in the hat trick? Um. No, I wouldn't blame Tuka Rask, not at all.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I just, I think it's Why, why
1: don't you just, uh, you know, in, in this, the Bruins were the better team in the first game. The Lightning have been the better team in the, two, in the last next two games. And that's it. three. And, that's, and that's, it. that's it. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it, you know. But people are, but these guys doing these shows and all that, looking
0: for something to spark Probably trouble with. Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah, want, they want, yeah, listeners. they want more listening. They want sure. more, they want greetings. you know, I get yeah. it. But the problem is a lot of these fans take what they say is gospel. And, and that is unfortunate to me. Like, and I just, I just hope they treat them with a little more respect tomorrow night. We'll see what happens. Um, Espo, before we let you go, I want to ask you about any of the other series have you been able to watch any of the other games? And if so, uh, What kind of caught your eye the most? I'm guessing it might be the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm very – I mean, I'm impressed with the four. But, you know, I look at that team and I think there's no superstars on that team. Everybody's the same. Everybody's the same. Um, And, you know, you've got a bunch of guys. That have come together. That Galant has done a terrific job with Gallant and his staff. George McPhee has done an unbelievable job. And I I thought, I thought about it, and you know what? Flurry is is sensational.
0: Unreal. I don't know what
1: other word I could use. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm happy for him. Team that
1: I got to tell you in the East. I, I like Washington. It looks to me like Ovechkin has found his game. And now coming
0: up with it is Baxter moving out with Ovechkin in a two-on-one. Baxter moving on across Ovechkin. He scores! With 107 to go!
1: For the first time. I don't know why I say that, but I, it does. It just looks like he feels... He's running out of time. This suspension of the three games of Tom Wilson is huge. Because Wilson absolutely keeps the Penguins under toes. And he plays well with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. I don't know who they're going to replace him with, but it won't be the same because it won't be the body checks. It won't be the Penguins throwing the puck away quicker because they're afraid
0: that yep. something's going to happen
1: and they're going to lose it. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's going to you know, have a big
1: uh, effect. In that series. Now, now that San Jose and Vegas are tied, I think it's who's going to be the better team in the next two games or three games? That's it. Yeah. Um, and the other, Winnipeg-Nashville, I really, I, I love Nashville, but I think Winnipeg has just got more. Yeah. They do. And uh, Renee is, is getting outplayed by Hellebuck. Yep. And yeah. not that Rennie has been bad. Not that he's been bad. He's just being outplayed.
0: Yeah. And what a presence. What a presence Dustin Bufflin's been, huh? What a dynamic player he is. Well, oh. He, I remember when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. He
1: was dynamic. Yeah. He w- and he played forward. He was terrific. Dustin Bufflin's a hell of a player, and he sees there's a chance to win a Stanley Cup now. Yeah. So he's really, really focused.
0: Yeah. And that's bad for the rest of the teams. I now, Espo. Who did you, uh, did you have to make any predictions before the playoffs started? No. No.
1: I take predictions in this day and age are for fools. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. You're right. I hate, they make me do it. I hate doing it. You know, it's never going to come through. It, and then they get well, mad you know, out of here. Makes,
1: Hey, Murph, you know what makes you do it? The people that don't know shit about the game. <laughs> and you, they want you to do it so that uh, people will listen. And then they could, if it's not true, they can ridicule you. And yeah. if it is true, say how good you are.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's all about ratings again, right? That's all it is. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. Well, Lesbo, well, right. I know you. I know you've got a lot of friends uh, when you come up here to see in Boston. I know you got some big appointments, so I'll let you go. But I, I want to say too, you. I, you told me you had a a nice dinner with Borky the other night, though, huh?
1: Well, I didn't have dinner with him, but we had it at his place. Oh, okay. And he was there, and he and Ricky Milton, I saw they were doing some fundraiser or something. Yeah. It was nice to see Raymond.
0: Yeah. It really was. And Rick. And he's just started Richard. up his new uh, foundation, too, the Ray Bork Foundation. They're doing a uh, uh, few events coming up, too, so he's pretty psyched. I had him on a couple weeks ago. We're going to help him out. But, yeah, I, it's good to see Ray around the rink again. We don't, Like, he's not always up there that often, but he's been around a lot lately. So, you know, he's always fun to talk hockey with. Well, that's terrific. Yeah, for sure. Hey, listen, I will see you at Game 4, my friend. Go enjoy okay, the, go enjoy the weather, even though it looks like it's about to pour where right. I am. So, but uh. Okay. Yeah, gonna rain shortly. Okay, well have a good uh a good Thursday night in Boston. I'll see you at the rink, buddy. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Thanks, Espl. And comes back to his own blue line and shoots it up ice for Tinelli. oh he comes in over the blue line on the off wing, comes about to shot the nice.